This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hello, movie addicts. Welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Storm Sebastian. How you doing, Storm? I feel good. Feel good. Storm, you uh, you sound a bit different today. You, do you have a do you have a cold? Are you sick? Yeah, I came down with a slight case of man. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. the disease running around now nowadays is man. Yeah, that's M- meningitis. Yeah, I that's guess the women say. Yes. <laughs> All right, dear listeners, this is actually not. Storm. Uh, this is my uh, my good friend Frank Reddy. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing pretty good, Andrew. Hello. We, we, we've run into a bit of a of an issue. It's I think the the show must already be cursed um, because last week, um, if you tuned in, you know that we, that that Storm Sebastian and I uh, we recorded an episode, an introductory episode, just letting you know what the show was going to be and who we were. And we were getting all hyped up for the show. Well, as it turns out, we hit a bit of a snafu let's say. And uh, Storm, unfortunately, had this kind of big life emergency that she's had to go take care of. And unfortunately, it looks like she will not be able to host Cinema Fix. She's really upset about it. She wishes to apologize to all you guys. She 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 really wants to be doing the show. But unfortunately, some, some life stuff came up that she has to take care of. It is possible that she will be rejoining uh, Film Geek Radio in, in, in another capacity with another show. Uh, further down the road, but we'll have to wait and see. We wish her the best, um, but so just be aware that Storm, unfortunately, will not be hosting Cinema Fix as originally anticipated. But I'm glad that we have uh, Frank on today to to replace her for the time being. Oh, that's very kind of you, but really, you would have been much better off with Storm. Really, <laughs> well, she does have the cooler name. She does have the cooler name. She's smarter, uh, probably less awkward and nervous doing this stuff. <laughs> More attractive. You know, if we were doing a video podcast, that would... <laughs> it would matter, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You guys got off easy. It's only radio. Well, anyways, this is episode two of Cinema Fix, and it's actually the first regularly formatted episode of the show. So if you're new to Cinema Fix and you have no idea what we're talking about, basically this is the uh, the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. And we're here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about Film And each week uh, we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of whatever uh, movie we're talking about that week. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it, whether or not it's worth your time to check it out in theaters this weekend. Uh, and the second part is a more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the film and would appreciate a more in-depth conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to that. Or, you know, listen in if you if you don't mind spoilers. You know, what the hell? Whatever works for you. This week, the film we're going to be discussing is Drive. So, Frank, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of information about the movie? Sure, Andrew. I'd be happy to. Drive centers on a Hollywood stunt driver who moonlights as a getaway car driver. He's pretty good at his job. He meets a young woman and her son at the apartment he happens to be staying at, and he gets entangled in their lives, which in turn entangles his extracurricular activities, as it were. Nicholas Winding Refn directed it. Ryan Gosling is the star. He is joined by Carey Mulligan. 
Brian Cranston was in it as his friend and Albert Brooks. Here's a clip from the film. Mr. Rose, I wouldn't come to you with this unless I was absolutely sure about it. How can you be sure, Shannon? What do you got that the big professional race teams don't? I got the driver. You just told me they had half a dozen drivers. Not like this one. This kid is special. Been working with him for a while. I've never seen anything like it. I had the money, I'd back him myself. Yeah, but you don't have the money. Mr. Rose, you put this kid behind the wheel. There's nothing he can't do. All right, so let's talk about Drive for uh, for, for 10 minutes. I'm going to start the clock now, and we're not going to go over 10 minutes. We just want to give you uh, a general idea of the film. So, uh, so Frank, why don't you go first and, you know, just let our listeners know, what did you, what did you think of Drive? Is it a good film? Should they pay money to go see it? Is it worth their time? What did you think? I would pay money to go see it. I was not sure what to expect going in. I hadn't watched any trailers for it or anything like that. The directing and the writing is very, very strong. The writing, I think, specifically just in terms of the writer being very savvy about what filmgoers are used to in going to a film um, you know, we're such a film-saturated culture. You know, you and I know what to expect when we're going to a movie theater. There are certain beats in a film, once it gets going, where you know, okay, this has to be there. Right. I mean, most films follow the same formula. Exactly. And so I, in this film, when they actually got to those moments, like they would take it up to the very beginning just so you knew what was going on, and then they would jump over it, which I appreciated because I, you know, mentally as we were starting it, I was like, all right, you know, here comes the – they're going to set up the heist thing or, or whatever. And they, they skipped over it and they were just doing it, which, you know, it felt like they paid me. I felt respected as a viewer. I felt like they felt I was intelligent enough to keep up, which I always appreciate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's definitely not your, your typical mainstream summer popcorn film. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised it got a wide release that it's playing you know, in thousands of theaters mm-hmm. this weekend. I mean, Nicholas Reffin is a, Danish filmmaker. He's pretty well known on in terms of like the foreign art house circuit. Right. But this is kind of like his big break. And he directs it almost like an art house film in some respects. I mean, as you mentioned, the the writing's great, but he knows when to utilize silence yeah. very well. As you mentioned, even though we we've seen movies like this before, like, oh, there's gonna be a criminal who gets entangled in the lives of people and maybe that will change him or oh there's going to be a heist or something that goes wrong we've seen all this before and yet Reffin's directing is so precise Mm -hmm. it feels very unpredictable no i would agree i mean it really does i mean i loved the cinematography i loved where he chose to put the camera and i just thought the way he arranged things even shots of people just sitting in a room you know working on like a car engine for instance was very tense he knew what he was doing he not one moment in that film was wasted like he cut it down to the bare essentials and kept it very steady pace let me ask you what what did you think of Ryan Gosling in this role because when a lot of people think of Ryan Gosling they tend to forget like the Blue Valentines and the Half Nelsons and the more serious dramatic work that he's done and I think when a lot of people think of Ryan Gosling they immediately jump to The Notebook which is yeah. w- which was his big break and he's just kind of like the pretty boy actor that all that all the teenage girls love but Drive is a pretty dark role at times mm-hmm. for him and I'm curious as to how you thought he pulled it off 
I thought he pulled it off great. Um, you know, I think the challenge, especially for him, is he did not have that much dialogue. Almost as a crutch, you can use dialogue. You know, if a writer gives you a line, you know, here's what I'm thinking and feeling. He didn't have that. All of that had to, he had to emote just in looks, you know, just in driving around L.A. with the camera on his face. The director would just keep the camera on him, and he, I, I think, pulled it off perfectly. I, I mean, he was silent, and yet, you know, he, he gave you the sense that at any moment he could go from zero to 60 like that. Great pun. I thought he was straight. Yeah. I didn't even <laughs> think about it coming out of my mouth and now it's out there in the world. So. Yeah. It was kind of weird for me because here he is in this film and he's got that really clean cut look. Mm-hmm. He looks like your typical Hollywood leading man. And yet he's doing things in the film without getting into spoilers that, you know, it's clear he's not always a nice guy. That he's kind of a dark, shady character. I mean, he, he works as a stuntman and he moonlights as a getaway driver. So right from the very beginning, you know he's not quite all there, morally speaking. And yet he's got this clean-shaven puppy dog look almost. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. He did have just a very innocent look to him. And, and even I think that the silence kind of played into it and kind of helped with that as well. You, you know, he almost was like a little boy, like a shy little boy. Which, you know, which is what I think made the love story kind of sweet. Right. I mean, there were there were times when I was thinking, I don't know how I feel about this. Is this awful casting? Like, I'm not getting that dark, tortured vibe from him. And yet at the same time, maybe that's a good thing because there is such an extreme contrast at times between what we expect when we look at him on the surface and what we end up getting. It's just interesting. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, but I think there's no doubt he's giving a really fantastic performance. Yeah. I To me, the question comes down to whether or not Refn was correct in making him look so clean cut. I think it was a smart choice. You know, thematically, the movie's not original. You know what I mean? We, you've seen the story of the criminal caught between his old ways and you know, the woman he's in love with, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, he's, he's always a badass. He's always got the five o'clock shadow. He's got the, the, the all black clothes, yada, yada, yada. And I think going this way with it helped it to not be such a cliche. And it allowed him to be a badass through what he did. And to me, he did enough without going into spoilers where I walked out of it. No question. This guy, he's not someone I would ever want to cross. Right. Right. Um, one more thing I want to bring up. Uh, we're almost out of time, but, um, Albert Brooks, I yeah. thought, was great I as, so too. as the villain. I mean, we're used to seeing Albert Brooks in comic roles. He is a comedian. He is a comic writer. Yeah. But he gives just this really straight, deadpan performance. And I thought he pulled it off really well. Um, and, of course, you know, Brian Cranston is always great if you watch Breaking Bad. But yeah. You know, you know Brian Cranston's going to be awesome. So he was fine. Technically, and in terms of the performances, I thought Drive was fantastic. I would highly recommend that people go check it out. It's not a film, I think, that's for everyone. No, I don't think so. And we can talk more about that when we get into spoilers. But at the very least, it's unlike most films of this type. And for that reason alone, I think it's worth checking out if you're, if you're a fan of movies. You know, it might rub you the wrong way. At very, at the very least, it's, it's, it's more original than most of the stuff that's out there. No, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think you'll be surprised. And I think that, and it moves along very, very smoothly. So you're saying it's a smooth drive? 
Yes. Uh, he keeps putting all these puns in my mouth, by the way. I'm not this cheesy or hokey. This is literally how I talk. I'm not trying to make puns. See, and I'm the opposite. I'm like, let's make puns. Let's just joke around. Yeah, she's dragging the good Frank Reddy name through the pun-filled mud. It's going to be impossible for me to, like, pick up girls now. Or, I thought I was doing great now, but... <sighs> All right. Well, I, you know, we've, we've talked about it for about 10 minutes. So, so overall, you would recommend that people go, go see it this weekend? Yeah, I would go see it this weekend. Okay. So it's worth your 10 bucks, people. Yeah. Frank and I both agree. Go see Drive. It is a good film. And I think that will wrap it up for part one of our episode on Drive here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget, you can tune into part two of our Drive discussion for a much more in-depth look at the film that will involve spoilers. It'll get into more detail about some of the things we brought up in, in this overall general discussion. And also, don't forget to tune in next week when we will be discussing Moneyball. Now, Frank, you and I were both just at the Toronto International Film Festival, and you saw Moneyball while you were up there. So without giving away too much or without revealing what you thought of the film uh, why don't you say a little bit just about what Moneyball is about and you know who's in it so that way our listeners get an idea for what we're going to be talking about next week sure um, Moneyball is about Billy Bean who was the general manager of the Oakland Athletics he's played by Brad Pitt and what Mr. Bean essentially stumbled across is this concept that you don't have to spend a ton of money like the Yankees do in order to get a winning team, you you don't have to pay players, you know, through the nose. He came up with a like a mathematical formula for determining which players, um, all these odd ducks who had these quirks to them that nobody else wanted, how to assemble the perfect cheap team to go out there and win a bunch of games. So it's a sports movie. It's a sports movie, but it's not a sports movie with the traditional themes in the sense of, uh, you know, believe in yourself or teamwork or. So it's not. It's, it's not, it. Sounds like it's not. Like really inspirational, <laughs> like hokey. It's not a hokey inspirational. No, it's not. Um, you know, Mighty Ducks or anything like that. Hey, don't this the Mighty Ducks? I love the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I Wikipedia them when I was supposed to be writing a paper this week because <laughs> I thought of it. And <laughs> all right, well, well, yeah, Moneyball is what we're going to be talking about next week. So uh, be sure to tune into that. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the film. Uh, so that'll wrap it up for part one of our episode on Drive. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at www.filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes now. So if you liked this episode, please subscribe and write us a review. That would really help us out. and It would help get the word out about the show. You can also donate to the show through the website. We really appreciate it. You have no idea. We really do rely on your support in order to survive and in order to keep developing new content. Uh, we really do appreciate your help. So, so thanks for that. And uh, Frank, where can people find you online? Are you on Twitter? Do you have a blog? Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter. I think I'm Frank Reddy at Twitter. I'm never on Twitter. I went on Twitter for a classroom assignment. <laughs> but uh, see, so, you guys are missing out from a lot by Storm not being here. <laughs> no, Frank, this is good. We're, we're having. I thought we had a really great discussion yeah. about driving. No, I'm, I, looking, I'm looking forward to part two. Me too. Uh, so, but basically, you're not online. You're an enigma. I'm a ghost. You don't exist. Yeah, I'm <laughs> hiding from the government. All right. Well, uh, I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find some of my writing at www.thecoolishabeffect.com. I will be publishing a lot of short reviews of the films I saw at the Toronto Film Festival there. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener and I'll be sure to uh, follow you back. This has been part one of episode number two 
of Cinema Fix. I'm Andrew Johnson. I am uh, Frank Reddy. And uh, have fun this week getting high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!